0: Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and I'm all by myself today, but that's okay, because I'm just doing a quick intro, and then I'm going to get out of the way so that we can get to our very special feature presentation today. First of all, let me tell you, today is October the 5th, twenty twenty. And this is episode number 128 of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. We thank you so much for joining us again. If this is your first time with us, let me just tell you, these shows that you're about to hear over the next several weeks are going to be just a little bit different than our standard program offerings. And that's because several weeks ago, we participated in a virtual 5K fundraiser for Broadway Cares. And as a special incentive to get the ball rolling and start seeing some funds come into our fundraising account and help us to reach our goal, I put out a little, you know, a little teaser, a little carrot on a stick, and I basically said, "Hey, if you want to help us, you want to join the monorail team, and you're willing to donate fifty plus dollars." ...towards our fundraising goal, then I will bring you on as a featured guest in your very own segment. And not only that, you can pick the topic. That's right. What a huge incentive. And, you know, amazingly, not only did people take us up on this, but a lot of the people that did... ...didn't even realize that there was this kind of incentive out there. (laughs) And this first individual that we're bringing on the show this week... That's exactly the case with her. She wanted to donate to help us raise money for this great cause. She even emailed after I sent out, you know, the, the email saying, congratulations, you're going to be on the show and just let me know, you know, what your schedule looks like, what you might want to talk about. The first thing she said to us is, Hey, I just wanted to help you guys raise money. And I, you know, for me, like coming on the show is a bonus, but I don't have to do that. Well, That's awesome. And it just kind of speaks to the very good heart and very generous spirit that our first guest has. You know, I can't say enough about that, but I really do appreciate everybody that helped us as we raise money toward this goal. And um, we're going to just over the next, I think it's the next five episodes, we are going to have very special guests come on and talk to us about Disney and about their Disney fandom. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to meet a lot of cool people. We're going to get to talk about a lot of cool things. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. Before we get started, I just want to say one thing. You know, this week has been exceptionally tough for a lot of our cast member friends out there in the Monday Morning Monrail family. And we personally know some of the people that have been impacted by the layoffs. Um, And we know some people who still may be impacted by the layoffs. And I just want to say to all of those people um, or friends and family of the cast members that could be impacted or even, you know, I know this this is something that also affects the people that are even keeping their jobs at Walt Disney World or Disneyland. And I just want to say to all of them that we're thinking of you, we're sending you positive vibes, all the positive energy we possibly can we are so sorry that this is happening. You know, the, the situation going on in the world is certainly unprecedented and I just hope it's over soon because I know it's causing a lot of pain, a lot of anxiety, a a lot of stress for a lot of people. And, you know, for those of you who, you know, maybe we haven't interacted with you in the park in a, in any of the parks in a cast member capacity, a cast member guest capacity, but I just want to say, and we've always said it on this podcast, we know where the magic comes from, and it's it's the cast members. Without you all, there would be no magic in the most magical place on earth, and we just feel so sorry that you are being put into an uncertain place at this time. It's, it's never a good time to, to be impacted and lose a job, but especially right now during a global pandemic... We understand there could be insurance impacts and different things like that to you, and we're just so sorry. And if you if you ever need uh, an ear, a shoulder to lean on, you know you can reach out to us. We'll certainly be willing to uh, to talk to you and and help you in any way that we can. Um, if we can signal boost something, um, just let us know. But I do want to express our sincerest gratitude to all the cast members for all you do every single day, for all you have done, and some of you you know, you're going to be cast members for life. So we know you're going to continue to make magic no matter what you do. And just thank you for that because it wouldn't be the same without you guys. And you know, that's all I can say. So on that note, I'm going to get out of the way now and move it along to our very special segment. Today we are talking with our good friend, Jacqueline Pixie dust, PhD. So stick around when we come back. It's time to jump into that conversation. Welcome back to the monorail. It is now time to welcome in a very special guest of honor. It's our very first donor spotlight. That's what I'm calling these segments. And we're kicking it off with a bang. This person is is someone that we have, I would say, relatively recently become friends with through the social medias. They are a Disney creator, and we'll give her a chance to talk about that. Some of you may know her as at pixie dust phd on twitter also pixie dust phd on instagram we know her as jacqueline it's dr jacqueline if you're nasty welcome in jacqueline to the monorail hey jacqueline how you doing
3: hi i'm good how are you
0: good it's good to have you um,
3: <laughs>
0: I was waiting for people to say hello. I know, I
3: can tell. <laughs> Yay! <I> like <laughs> <laughs> Hi.
0: Wow, it's like we've never done a podcast before. I
4: know. Sorry, I, I sure
0: haven't. <laughs> well, Jacqueline, welcome to the first episode of the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. Um, <laughs> I want to start. I want to start, though, by just saying thank you because one of the things that we did as part of. Trying to win the competition to raise money for the Broadway Cares Virtual 5K with the Monorail team was—we offered out some incentives for people to donate to our team. One of those, we we put a couple of tiers. One was at the twenty twenty dollar range, we would let people join a Monday morning Monorail panel, which you heard last week. At the fifty dollar or more range, you could actually be a featured guest and. To your credit, you said you wanted to donate and the and the incentive was nice, but it wasn't really why you were doing it. But of course, we wanted to say thank you to you by allowing you to have this feature on the show. So I just wanted to start off by saying thank you for helping us raise money for a good cause.
3: Yes. Yeah. Sorry you didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> it was close. It was so close. It was close. I put a feeler tweet out. I had... But the one good thing about quarantine, I guess, is that uh, I'm not really spending very much money. So it's a lot easier for me to donate to good causes this year. And I'm trying to do that pretty mindfully. I had put a feeler tweet out when the uh, Broadway Cares donation morning monorail Dillo's mashup, whatever <laughs> it's called, um, was announced. And I was uh, kind of hoping for people to, like, duke it out <laughs> that I would just donate a bunch of money to one team. But that didn't happen. So I decided to split it up amongst several teams.
0: Yeah. Nice. I know, and I think that was like just out of probably over-politeness. We all became Canadian all at once, and we were like, Hey, you know, donate how you want to. Um, <laughs> and sorry. Um,
4: it did get brutal on our last big That's fundraiser. what I was going to say. I think we
0: may have been a little gun-shy on it, too, because when we were just going head-to-head with the Dillos, things got ugly. Yeah. <laughs> And it came down, of course, to like the deadline, moments before the deadline of midnight on the... I think it was December 30th, yeah. right? And um, here we were. I I made the last donation to put us squarely into the lead, and then there were shenanigans and debates about time zones and all this <laughs> kind of stuff. We won. We won fair and square. Yeah. Um, I wasn't really going to make it more about that this time. I just thought, you know, we just need to raise, raise money. Of course, I want to win. I'm competitive, but...
1: And we totally did. Don't don't let anybody else tell you any different. Yeah,
4: exactly. <laughs>
0: it's true. But I knew how much that championship belt would mean to old man Frank and I just felt like, you know, <laughs> yeah. We'll toss him a bone every now and then. We
2: could uh we can hang up a banner saying that we won. So then we can it's true. We can just claim that we won. It's true. I've seen it happen before. It, it, it works. It
0: certainly has <laughs> happened. Um Notoriously Alabama claims a lot of national championships that they just decided they won and in that tradition UFC, or UCF UFC UCF <laughs> did that a few years ago so I guess you can
3: they yeah. got the parade and everything, too, right? Yeah. They were yep. like self-proclaimed national champions and <laughs> still <laughs> got the parade at Disney World. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yep. so insulting, if we're being honest. <laughs> it is. It's
0: ridiculous. But you know what? What does any of it mean? If we want to be a champion, declare yourself a champion. I
3: think <laughs> we're champions. I want to parade at Walt Disney World, then. <laughs> yes.
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we actually went to a uh, U- U- UCF, UCF. I almost said UFC, I know. a UCF game, and they have it over their little box that they're they the have champions. the banner up. They do
0: yeah oh that, it's a permanent it's, it's a permanent thing painted on their press box
4: yeah oh man what oh, a yeah. bunch
0: of nerds yeah so congratulations <laughs> for their fake championship yeah anyway
5: we won <laughs>
2: technically they
4: did win because they outsmarted everyone else
5: yeah they All did. you have to do to win <laughs> is just say that you won i'm
4: telling you it's like pam in the office saying she's the office manager
5: yeah that's what movie? I did
4: to my work. Duped them.
5: Yeah, that's all you got
4: to do.
5: Claim your <laughs> Don't title.
4: admit
1: that on, uh, on, on a recording. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so, Jacqueline, for those who may be new to Pixie Dust PhD, I wanted to give them an opportunity to meet you and give you a chance to introduce yourself to people. So, let's talk a little bit about your Disney background. We already mentioned you have a YouTube page, and we'll get more into that in just a moment. But... Talk a little bit about just your Disney fandom origin story.
3: (laughs) Sure. So super long story short, from medical conditions, I don't really have access to my long-term memory. And then for not medical reasons, I'm more or less estranged from my parents. So I have a weird Disney fandom origin story where I don't have a lot of those key memories that most people have. But um, I do know, I'm pretty certain we went to Disneyland when I was turning six. And I'm pretty certain that we went to Walt Disney World once or twice before I was about 13. So I have a lot of vague, magical feelings, um, but not necessarily pinpointed memories. And then uh, my parents were big on TV and stuff. So obviously I was raised by Disney Channel and all of the movies. Um, The 90s movies really helped shape a lot of who I am, I think. So I've always loved it um, just in sort of a vague way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so as you became an adult, have you started to just travel to Disney more regularly? Has that become a priority kind of
3: yeah, so I think the last time we took a trip to Disney was yeah, before I was a teenager for sure, before I was in high school and then college, I was just super busy, but we, I started going back down to theme parks and making time for myself basically uh, when I was in graduate school. So the first time I went back to Disney as an adult was 2015. Mm-hmm. And since then we, my partner and I have sort of committed to going every other year. I think we would go more regularly if we could, but neither of us have very much vacation time from work. Mm-hmm. And we also still want to travel um, like a lot of our friends are still getting married and having babies and then yeah. we still want to travel to the world so we thought every other year is like a good compromise
4: yeah
0: i think that works
4: i think that's fair
0: yeah and that's still more frequent than a lot of people
4: oh yeah yeah
0: um, and you're given enough time that like if you come every other year things are gonna so many new things are gonna be there for you to experience so that's that's good i think do you try to come at different times of the year or do you have like a standard time you come
3: we so far have only gone between september and December. Um, I'm a big old baby when it comes to the humidity. So (laughs) the summer is kind of not an option in my brain. Uh, We've talked about anywhere between say September or March, I think is reasonable, but we just haven't hit the January to March part yet. Yeah. But someday.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you get to come down either usually probably with fall decor up or like the holiday decor. Do you have a preference between the two?
3: Um, No. (laughs) I like them both because we only go every other year. It's, you know, it always feels fresh and new, even though it's exactly the same.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I like them both. It's great. I mean, it is a very magical time to visit the parks. Our trip as a family, our first trip was in 2014 in October. And so they were in full fall mode. The Magic Kingdom was, you know, decorated with the pumpkin lanterns and all that sort of thing. And I think that has left an impression Garrett's actually wearing his pumpkin lantern shirt right now. So <laughs> I didn't
5: uh, actually know I was wearing
0: that. <laughs> you've probably been wearing it for days if we're being honest, but we'll yeah, say,
5: probably.
0: <laughs> God. you know, quarantine showering. Who does it? It's, worth, it's a waste of water.
5: He,
2: <laughs> what are you talking about? Shower every day.
5: <laughs> Hear that? No.
0: Well, I hope I'll repeat it to you later. Um, no, that's awesome. So, Let's talk a little bit about the YouTube channel now. Um, obviously, you have a, a love and passion, not just for Disney, but for traveling and doing it like the smart way. And you, with your, the experience that you have, it seems that your, your kind of goal on your YouTube channel is to educate people who may be coming down to Walt Disney World, and maybe they, they aren't locals, they aren't people who visit frequently, so you're trying to let them know all the things they need to be ready for and tips and tricks. Um, started about, I think, seven months ago. Is that right?
3: Uh, Yeah, I think that is right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Sometime <laughs> in 2020, but before pandemic times got really intense.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the before time.
3: But you know what? In, in the before. In the before
0: time. But you know what? You, you, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of, I don't think there's ever a good time for a pandemic. Um, But if you think about like your YouTube channel, like people aren't traveling, right? So this is a good time to give them a lot of content when they're missing the parks and they're planning those future trips. Um, So talk a little bit about your YouTube channel. Like what, what kind of goals do you have for that channel? Where do you see it going as you continue to build it?
3: Sure. So yeah, the focus of the channel definitely is more informational and it's not necessarily entertainment. (laughs) I would say it's not a vlog. I'm not walking through the parks. I'm not a local. Um, but yeah, really, I noticed there was a pretty, in my opinion, I could be wrong, but I felt there was a dearth of information in terms of like shorter YouTube videos. So I think everything on my channel you can find elsewhere for sure, but I try really hard to pack as much information into a small amount of time as possible. So, There are tons of hour plus long YouTube videos and really long blogs and forum posts. And you can spend six, seven, 12 hours researching any given topic. So basically my channel is I'll do that. I'll distill it down into 10 ish minutes and then you can just watch the 10 minutes instead. So I don't know that I really have any goals. Um, Part of this was just a fun hobby for me. I obviously really love Disney. I wanted to try to get involved in the community. I did go to graduate school for five years and that sort of overtakes your entire life. So I kind of forgot what hobbies were. (laughs) Um, And I thought this might be a good way to, to have a hobby again, but in a structured way. Um, so that's, I don't really have any particular goals other than it's a good brain info dump for me. All this stuff lives in my brain. Now I can put it in videos on the internet and then I can forget it and hopefully <laughs> other people find it useful too.
0: No, that's that's awesome. I mean, I think you have a great idea. It's absolutely true. that. It, it's a, we run in the same thing with the podcast, you know everything. Everything we talk about is out there, right? But we try to put our own spin on it. Ours is probably a little more entertainment based because we got a couple goofballs we record with, you know. Sitting here at the table, I'm not going to name any names, uh, but <laughs> but yeah, uh, we aren't brief usually.
4: <laughs> so. No, 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 we are not.
0: But I do understand, like that's a that's a good value that you're offering, and um, you know, I, I I highly recommend people check out the YouTube channel, and that's also Pixie Dust PhD. Go check it out and subscribe. Um, so, Jacqueline, one of the benefits you had as being that donor in the donor spotlight seat in the spotlight, um, was to help us come up with a topic. And, uh, basically I gave you the chance to like suggest where, where you might want to go with this segment. So you had a great idea and I am really excited to talk about it, but I'm going to give you a chance to set it up for us. So what are we going to be talking about today?
3: So my topic idea was basically scrimp or splurge regarding your Walt Disney World trip. So what are the things you think are worth saving money on, maybe cutting back, and what are those things that you want to ball out for?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it.
3: I think that's a good idea.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, this is something I feel like, especially before we were like living down here, and, and we go frequently. The, the, these are the decisions you make when you're, especially when you're not traveling every year. You're like, okay, what are the things I really want to maybe spend those extra dollars on this time and experience and maybe save in other places. So um, do you think we ought to go kind of category by category or how did you envision doing it?
3: I think category by category makes sense. And then if you want to put on different hats, like obviously y'all are locals, so you would probably have very different opinions. I'm going to approach this as advice for someone who comes to the parks more than once in a lifetime, but not super frequently. Okay. I think. Yeah,
0: I like that, too. Okay. Cool. Let's get started. So why don't we start with, you got to have a place to stay. So let's start with resorts. So Jacqueline, kick us off.
3: For hotels, I would say I think this is a pretty good place to scrimp. As much as I love the Disney resorts, they're incredibly expensive. It's kind of ridiculous Mm -hmm. how much they cost. And they're all nice. They're all great places to be. um, But especially if you're really thinking about like a deluxe resort, for example, if you took the 600 plus dollars per night, it would take to stay at a deluxe resort and then took that just slightly off property, you would honestly get a much higher quality experience. So I think hotels are a good place to save money, especially if you're going to be in the parks a lot. It's really just a place to unpack, sleep, shower. You're not going to be there a ton. There's a lot of great off property locations that offer you some type of in between. So recently there have been a a handful of hotels in the Disney Springs area where, for example, you still get 60 day fast pass booking window, but you're not paying the Disney prices.
0: Yeah, no, that's super smart. And I totally agree with that. I Mm -hmm. mean, when we were traveling down, um, we were picking value resorts to stay at because we did want to stay on property. We also knew we probably weren't going to be in the room that much. And so, for us, it was okay to compromise some of the amenities you might get at a moderate or a deluxe resort, um, and still be within the magic bubble, which was something we wanted to do.
2: And at um, Art of Animation, yes, they have high c and mellow yellow. <laughs> so it's that makes it by default the best resort to go through too, because you can make a high c mellow yellow like. Five times a day. That's right, and you can get diabetes like that.
1: Yeah, if you need something to break the tie or push you off the fence one way or another, there you go. Yeah, Yeah. boom.
0: Well, have we ever talked about this on the podcast? Oh no, because I feel like what was revealed when you worked at Chick-fil-A is that this is some sort of a food service hack.
2: Oh, yeah. So, whenever you work in food service, you get so bored of drinking the same thing over and over again that people will just start (laughs) handing you random drinks and they'll be like, here, try this. And it's like Coca-Cola and milk or something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh.
0: (laughs) Yikes. Why? Oh, my gosh. Uh.
2: One time there was a diet lemonade Coke that, like, in Coke, someone made on accident. Uh And... It was just this big jug, and we all just got together and started drinking it because we didn't know what to do with it. We How weren't. Was it? it wasn't that bad. I'd I drank mean, it again.
5: They put
0: lemon and diet coke, but really, I was trying to get at the high C, oh. high C, Mellow Yellow thing because when if you've you done up, when you've yeah. done this, when we've gone to like fast food places, people have seen you do this, and it's almost like an unspoken. You used to work in fast food. Yeah, didn't they'll you?
2: ask me. And they'll be like, "Oh, where do you work?" And I'll be yeah. like, "Oh, I used to work at Chick Fil A." <laughs> yeah.
0: Landon, can you confirm this? You used to work at a Chick-fil-A.
1: Yeah, when I worked at Chick-fil-A, we didn't have, like, weird concoctions where we just shoved a mystery cup in somebody's face and uh, said, drink this. Though I have been at certain parties where that happens, but it's probably not the exact same drink that McKenna was <laughs> right. experimenting with at Chick-fil-A. Uh, <laughs> granted, I worked at Chick-fil-A, like, way, way back, like like before 2000. So That's was right. So that was things pre, have changed a little bit. That was pre-root
0: beer. They were drinking sarsaparilla back
1: then. Exactly, yeah. And, and we all uh, looked like old prospectors,
2: too. Yeah. <laughs>
4: (laughs) Curly mustaches.
1: Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Okay.
0: Back to hotels.
4: So I have a point of view on the hotel thing. So uh, for me, I think that we did it right by only taking our kids to value resorts. Because whenever people ask them their favorite resorts, they're affordable. Um, So that's (laughs) nice. Um, And... They didn't realize what they were missing out on because we were only taking them to value resources. I still don't think I'm missing out on
2: anything. I would choose pop, like, or not pop century, art of animation. Art of animation. Yeah. Really
5: art
1: of, cool. of animation is a really cool resort, and, and it's a good way to save money, too. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's Art of animation is not even that cheap, though. A lot of the rooms are moderately priced because they're those family suites. So if yeah. you have a family, cool, but I travel with one person, so Fair it's enough. very yeah. expensive. Well, yeah. but,
0: or you can make the choice that, uh, myself frank and landon did and just stay in a little mermaid room even when you probably need a family suite
1: Yep, <laughs> and three dudes split in a little mermaid <laughs> room what's up
5: <laughs> it's really cool when you go under the water in the nemo pool and hear the music that is cool yeah
4: but I also now can see why someone would pay a little extra mm-hmm. to stay at a more expensive resort because there are so many deals going on because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And also the park hours are shorter, so you're going to spend more time at your hotel. Yeah. So I kind of see why they That's would at the mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Mainly because the pool and stuff like, like the amenities that they would have. But... Still, I probably wouldn't.
5: <laughs> no, I mean... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Exploring the Contemporary was really fun. Even though we haven't stayed there, it was really fun exploring it.
2: Oh, yeah. We almost got in trouble.
5: Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, no, I think it's a good point, too, to talk about it, like, under the cur- current cir- circumstances when you are going to be spending more time at the resort because the park hours are shortened and you can't park hop. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, you really can't resort hop unless you've got reservations at the res at the restaurants at the resorts because what i was gonna say outside of covid conditions resort hopping is a fun way to actually like spend a fun Disney day and not really you don't have to go in a park like that's a way to mm-hmm. save money but i i don't know i i totally see that as a if you unless you're unless you have like a special occasion and maybe specifically you wanted to you know a once-in-a- lifetime kind of trip let's go stay at the poly and make it Real special, and you are that's what spend I was thinking, Resort yeah. time,
1: yeah. a once in a lifetime situation where you want to go, go to the nine, so to speak, right? Yeah, You're
3: right. Yeah. I know that the audience for this is Disney people, so maybe irrelevant for people listening, but I help a lot of my friends out when they're planning their trips who are not Disney people, and it's astonishing how many of them think they have to stay on property in mm-hmm. order to go to parks or to get any fast passes or anything like that. So I don't know how that started. I guess brilliant marketing yeah. from Disney, <laughs> good for them. But that's kind of why I often advocate that hey you can you can stay wherever you want. It's fine. Yeah.
4: Yeah. That's the first true. time McKenna and I ever went to Disney, we stayed at a Hilton. Mm-hmm. So close to mm-hmm. Disney Springs.
1: Last year, when I was going down on a somewhat regular basis, with the exception of uh, splitting the Little Mermaid room with Jay and Frank, I stayed at a at a Marriott property off property. I mean, like it's it's like all right, here's the Disney property and here's this Marriott. It's like yeah. right across the line, and it's like I never once felt like I was at a disadvantage necessarily, and I saved money too. So
0: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, as long as you're okay, Shout
1: out to the Town Place Suite at Flamingo Crossing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: my sponsor. Yeah, exactly. Not sponsored. Hey, I'm
1: open. Yeah.
0: Um yeah, as long as you're okay navigating the tram- transportation, maybe you rent a car, maybe you drove down.
1: Uber. Um, I mean from Uber. from that location it was like a with tip a $13 Uber ride, yeah. so it wasn't that expensive. Yeah. Now so, now you do have to do it there and back, so at the end of the day you're probably paying a little bit more than like say if you rented a car and went and paid for parking, but it, but at the same time like not that bad. Well, no, it's
0: reasonable. Yeah.
2: Can you get in trouble for sleeping in your car here in uh, the state of Florida?
0: I don't want to give this kind of advice,
2: McKenna.
4: Um, <laughs> McKenna, what? Just stop what you're doing. I mean, <laughs> wait.
0: Now here's a question: Would it be reasonable? <laughs> could you like rent a like a camper spot at Fort Wilderness and park your car and just sleep in it? Maybe if you wanted to do that, that might be a cheap. <laughs> but I don't recommend that either. It's uncomfortable. In your car My
2: night. car is not uncomfortable. My
5: car is the most comfortable <laughs> I'm talking about temperature-wise. Okay, Blanket. anyway. I have a very comfortable car. Yeah, you have no car. <laughs> Moving on.
0: So let's talk about, I want to talk about food. So, Jacqueline, restaurants.
3: Why do I always have to start? You're the guest of <laughs> honor. <laughs> it's so much pressure. Um, I would also say I think food in general is a decent place to scrimp in such that, Most of the food at Disney is very large, Mm. so you can pretty easily share a lot of it. That's Mm. harder at sit-down restaurants. They won't necessarily always let that happen. But if you're doing maybe splurge on one meal a day and the rest, you can totally split snacks, split quick service meals, and then you get to try more things Mm. also. Mm. So sort of scrimp is what I would say.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point.
3: Oh.
1: Especially with food and wine going on right now, you can very easily do that. I mean, just go from different booth to booth. And then, like you said, have that one big meal a day where you can, you know, splurge. But at the same time, like you pointed out, you get to try a ton of different stuff, too.
0: Yeah. The thing about the food and wine booths though, is that can get a little out of hand quick. It
3: can
1: add up. Yes. yeah, Those
3: yeah. are really expensive. <laughs> Those, are expensive. <laughs> Those are harder mm-hmm. to share. I'm talking about like barbecue fries from yeah. Flame Tree Barbecue. That's oh, yeah. big. Okay. That's, That's a huge to... thing for one person, yeah. if you Absolutely. ask me.
0: It's true about a lot of meals, um, quick service, table service. Like Disney tends to give large portions. Yeah, it, it's been a rare occasion. And actually, we, you know, we typically do the strategy of sharing plates when we go to table service restaurants. We have not been told we couldn't do it yet. I know that that probably does happen. Um, maybe more at like signature dining or something. But
4: not, yeah, maybe.
0: But we haven't really run into that problem, and. If you get, especially if you do appetizer, entree, maybe you have a salad or a soup, and then you want to do dessert, it is a ton of food for one person.
5: Mm-hmm. Look, well, you can just have dinner like a normal meal, and then the rest of the day just eat pretzels.
4: <laughs> okay, he has a point. You can do that. Well,
0: you know, and if you're okay with it, Disney lets you bring food in.
4: Oh yeah, mm-hmm.
0: oh, yeah. Yep, that's that's another way to save
1: money. Yeah,
4: you could even grill hot dogs.
1: Not
0: in
4: the park. <laughs> Don't grill hot dogs. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: Well, you're telling me I can't read my George Foreman grill into the most magical place on earth? What the heck?
3: I know, right? Yeah. I always do bring some like sandwich size Ziploc bags though. Um, one for water rides but two for snacks. So yeah. if we if we get a snack that seems a little bit too big for what we want to eat right now, just zip it up and then yeah. you can snack on it in line later that's or a- for breakfast the next day, any of those things. I think that's a great tip.
0: Bring no, your ziplocks. Is- That absolutely is a great idea.
4: (laughs) Yeah, because there aren't many places that Disney gives you a to-go box to go. If you're doing like quick service, or if you're going through like one of the bakeries around there, you. Well, we tried to get a um, a cupcake to go Mm -hmm. from Magic Kingdom, Mm -hmm. and it was like their special cupcake for Halloween last year. I think it was the poison apples. (laughs) Yeah, they gave they didn't have any kind of to go thing, and so they gave us a bowl, and then they put a bowl on top of the cupcake. And of course, know? it smushed it. And uh, yeah,
0: I mean, it's mm. going to get smashed if you put it in a in a plastic <laughs> bag anyway. But
4: but you could bring Tupperware. <laughs> you could. You,
0: there's <laughs> hey, there's no rule that says you can't bring Tupperware to the Magic <laughs> Kingdom.
3: If you- Ziplocs are only good for like croissants, yeah. rolls, like squishable items that are still going to be equally as good. French fries still pretty good. Yeah. Cupcakes know, not so nachos.
4: good. Cupcakes would t- still taste good. You could <laughs> turn the to. bag inside out and lick it too. So I mean, wow. there are ways to eat that <laughs> cupcake from a similar
0: turn bag. Turn it into an icing glove.
4: I'm savage. By the way, what?
5: she's a savage.
4: I am. Oh my God, I'm savage, McKenna. That's not. I don't like that word. I don't like that. <laughs> the kids hate me. No. Um, by the way, I would definitely be more likely to splurge on one meal but like scrimp on others but Mm i if i go to dinner i want to order like what i want with i want my drinks i want cake i want food
3: (laughs) drinks plural (laughs) yeah (laughs)
4: drinks (laughs) so i'm probably not the best to talk about how to save on food
5: yeah i really could just eat pretzels all day we know you could.
0: You could just not eat, probably.
2: I'm more likely <laughs> to splurge on a fun, non-alcoholic drink um, mm. at than I am food, Yeah, I think.
0: You know, I think one of the things that you got to keep in mind is there are going to be things that you want to try. You're going to, like, if you do, like, we look at these foodie guides, you know, for, like, the fall festivals. Of, and anything, anytime Disney puts out a foodie guide, I'm all over it. What you gotta do is is just pick out certain things and say, Okay, these are gonna be like splurge items for me. I I definitely wanna try this. I definitely wanna try this thing. And then and then you start to like cut out like you make cuts in other places, right? So you can you fit it all into the budget eventually. Yeah. Um but yeah. No, I, I mean and and food it's theme park food, it's expensive, right? So you gotta be smart about it.
2: Yeah, it is expensive. Rip zerg noodles.
0: They'll be back someday, probably.
2: No, they won't. They're never going to bring them back. They hate me. (laughs)
4: Whatever.
5: Just like the sour Sarlacc.
0: Uh, Well, that's probably gone forever. So, too bad.
4: Oh, Garrett.
0: When you're old enough, you can order that surly Sarlacc. I don't want it. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's the principal, gosh darn it. (laughs) But yeah, him speaking on the Star Wars, especially Oga's Cantina, it's very, very, very easy to spend a whole lot of money on uh, not a lot of items. Like, mm-hmm. for example, I don't know a $90 beer flight in Rancor Teeth. Like, <laughs> like I, I may have done that. I definitely did that. But still, it's like that is that is a very easy way to spend a lot of money very quickly. Yeah,
4: yeah I think... Uh... I probably would never do that.
1: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they very uh, they, they sit very prominently displayed in my foyer, and they look awesome. But at the same time, it is still ninety dollars. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: well, you know,
0: like I said, you you prioritize things
4: exactly, <laughs> and then maybe and, you and just, I
0: did
1: I did save money for that item one. Yeah, day. you just don't eat a couple of days. So. So. So.
0: Yeah. exactly.
4: Yeah,
1: <laughs> you just eat back pretzels. on the college diet of ramen noodles and oranges. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. So we've talked about restaurants. We've talked about resorts and maybe like ways to save. What are some things we might splurge on? Like, is it like experiences? Is it um, maybe an after hours party? Like, what are some things? Jacqueline, do you want to start or do you want? (laughs) I'll start. Okay, go. Yeah,
3: so I think activities and experiences are where I would say that's where I would put my extra money. I think Disney is one of those places where... If you want to save time, you typically have to spend more money. And if you're trying to experience as much as possible in however long you happen to be there, however frequently or infrequently you go, I think that's that's where dropping the dough helps out a lot. So like the VIP tour, Mm -hmm. if you have a group of 10, and you go at the lowest uh cost the the range of cost varies pretty widely i think it's anywhere between like 425 to 750 an hour and it's a seven hour minimum um but if you have a party of 10 and you're doing it at the 425 price that comes out to around 300 per person don't get me wrong that's crazy expensive but the amount you can fit in that day on your VIP tour, if everyone in your group is on the same page is tons. It's tons and tons and tons. It's many days worth of activities. So things like that, if you really wanna save up, I think some of the tours, the special tours that they offer, and then some of those hard ticket events are pretty dang cool. Very, very exclusive things you wouldn't experience otherwise. Similarly, you tend to be able to get a lot done during those times. And I would also say the nighttime spectacular dining packages maybe not monetarily the best value but in terms of saving time that works out really well so you know in non-covid times this happens it's not available right now because there are no nighttime spectaculars but if you were already planning on eating at a sit-down restaurant i would just look and see if they have a package available because uh, we were doing this i think in our 2017 trip we wanted to try mama melrose and we looked in and we figured out roughly what we would eat And we looked in the package that got us basically a fast pass for Fantasmic only ended up being something like five dollars more. So that's great because then we didn't have to book a fast pass for Fantasmic and we didn't have to wait in the giant line. We just ate our meal like like we normally would have anyways with a small upcharge. Yeah. So I definitely think experiences are where I personally would advocate. That's where you should put your money.
4: Yeah. Mainly dining experiences. <laughs> I'm still waiting for my chef's table, but that hasn't happened yet. Ooh, I don't think Victoria, Victoria and Albers
0: is open It's right now.
4: not. Stupid COVID is ruining my life. I'm supposed to be there by now. <laughs> Justin owes
1: me. of the year. Thanks, Sam. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Justin owes me a chef's table experience, and it hasn't happened yet. Where's the love?
0: I don't know how I got in the position of owing you that. But, <laughs> um <laughs> I'm no. kidding. Yeah, I. I mean, when we talked about this topic, when I when I was thinking about like where I might want to splurge, my thoughts immediately went to kind of the VIP experience, or even just behind the scenes tours, like the keys to the kingdom, um, mm-hmm. those sorts of things, um, because it's unique experiences you couldn't get any other way. But I think you make a really good point. Um, Landon and I said it a million times back in the traditional M3, 4D days where, you know, when you're in Disney, the most valuable thing you have is time. So Mm -hmm. you are making this decision to, you know, trade money for time basically. And what's that value to you? Um, The after hours parties are starting to be more crowd or were starting to be more crowded um, Mm -hmm. in the pre COVID times. uh, But you still were dealing with much smaller crowds than you would during the day. Um, What we found was that, we actually had better success at the uh, I, I would say at the not so scary party and the very merry party than we did the villains party. I think, mm-hmm. I think we got we felt like we had better value because there were more things going on anyway.
5: I drank yeah. so much eggnog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but it is a way to like make a unique Disney experience and mm-hmm. and it's a I think a good a good splurge. I agree. Yeah.
4: And we did um, a dessert party mm-hmm. one time, and that was a really fun experience. Um, we just ate a lot of dessert and got a special place to watch um, Happily Ever After. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool. It was, it was worth it. That was for something. We did it for an occasion.
0: That was during the holiday season, But I don't think that was at a very merry party. It was just a regular day.
4: Yeah, but they were for something.
0: It was in November, and remember, they were filming a lot of the Christmas special stuff in the park that day. So we saw Matthew Morrison and McKenna and I were trying to stalk him.
4: Yeah, we just kept staring at him because I was like, is that.
0: And Baby Spice.
4: We did see Baby Spice and we were like, why are people standing around her? Who cares? But <laughs> you we mean
1: didn't. Emma Bunton? Come on, don't be hating on Baby Spice. But we did not know who her right she away. was.
4: We were like, "What's going on? Why are people, you know, trying to take pictures with some <laughs> blonde lady?" And then we walk away and then we hear later that it was Baby Spice and we were like, "Oh, oh. and she was she
0: was performing on the stage at the Magic Kingdom lady." Yeah. I mean, in, at the castle lady. And she on, sang
4: so. the same three words over and over and over. And Wasn't over. she
0: singing Santa Baby?
4: Yeah, that's about it. And yeah. then she, and then they'd be like, <laughs> "Cut." Sing it again. be like Santa, baby. Cut. We'll Sing it again. And we
0: got a first, you know, a first row position to watch that because of the dessert party. So. Yeah,
4: we weren't allowed. They picked special people who looked a certain way to be up there to watch the show. So we didn't get to get close. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't.
0: Look, I don't think that's true. I we think didn't it was people, like
4: Disney people. You had to go like you line had to up really, really, out. early. and you had to there. stay
0: there all day. Yeah, if
2: you wanted to watch. I go that. to the bathroom too much. Yeah. I want hot chocolate <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> that
5: that dessert thing was another place where i made my stomach hurt too much dessert
2: i watched a kid stick no their grubby thing. little fingers on the food instead of using the tongs because children don't mm. know anything oh mm. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Jennifer. Well, in
1: less disgusting stuff. Uh, like I, I do I do agree the ah! shut up, sorry. The experiences are what you do want to spend that extra money for, not necessarily just in the food aspect, not necessarily in the hard ticketed or after hour stuff for the VIP experience. This is something I set aside money for on my last trip that didn't happen once again, thanks COVID. The building your own lightsaber, like mm. I think that sounds like such a neat experience. And again, it's like, it does cost a little bit more. It Well, a, more than a little bit more, but I, I do think that's something that I'm willing to splurge on because not only do you get the lightsaber, you get the experience and I've heard Jay describe it. I've heard other people describe it. It just sounds like something like, especially if you're a Star Wars fan, it's a fully immersive like experience that you have to try. So I agree, like like, spend the extra money on the experiences. Yeah. And you get a cool lightsaber.
2: It is very cool. Um, I would recommend it if you have the money to do it. It's very, very cool. The guy thought I was a good person the whole time. And he was like, you're you. And then I was a Sith. So win. (laughs) 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 Win.
4: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, but that is an awesome experience. Like you said, for Star Wars fans, that's a... I think it was the closest, like the most immersive Star Wars experience I've had in the parks. Yes, it's an expensive thing to do, but if you grew up a Star Wars nerd like I did, it's pretty freaking amazing, so
4: yeah, I'm glad you guys did it. yeah,
0: that was a good birthday.
4: yeah, still waiting on my present Victoria and Alberts chef's yes, table.
1: yes, we've
2: all heard. <laughs>
0: All right. Is there anything else, any miscellaneous things that we want to throw out as like a splurge or a scrimp option?
2: Squishables. Wishables. They're wishables. Wishables. Um, I say splurge. Okay. They're fun. I love them. I love them so much.
0: Well, what we can say about this is if you're saving money in other areas, it gives you money for souvenirs,
5: right?
2: Splurge on wishables. <laughs>
5: Magic bands.
2: I want wishables to sponsor me so I get... Bags in the mail, and I can just sit there and open them up and be like, "Oh, I got a duplicate." Oh, yeah, I keep dreaming, <laughs> That's never gonna happen. <laughs> they don't need your sponsorship. They don't need it, <laughs> oh, but it would be fun. I would just sit there for hours opening up bags.
0: Yeah. One kind of miscellaneous tip that I would give is maybe against the like common thinking or the the general like thought process of visiting the parks. I personally recommend actually, especially on short trips, not doing park hopper on your tickets. Agree. It's it's a way to get cheaper tickets. And if you're doing a short trip, there's no reason to jump between parks, like spend time in one park and just try to make the most of that. Like, Mm -hmm. don't be rushing around. Mm -hmm. Um,
5: I think park hopper, you're going to have have a much worse experience if you're always trying to rush around and do, yeah,
0: doing all the transportation and everything. But Mm -hmm. I think you get like on longer trips, it makes more sense, which seems counterintuitive, but, but seriously, you get full days in each park and then you're like, you know, maybe we want to go have a morning in magic kingdom and then go to Epcot for dinner or something later on. I would say that's true even more so for if you travel less frequently, Like, don't, don't rush. Like, I'm going, I know, I'm going against the the common advice here, but you got to slow it down and enjoy yourself and not make your family cry in (laughs) the
4: parks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we all know how that goes. Um, And also taking a day, if you're doing like a five day trip or something, take a day and don't go to a park and go to like Disney Springs and then let your family swim in the pool. Yeah. Because that's actually a lot of fun too.
5: I have a lot of fun with resort days. Mm Mm-hmm. No, yeah. in the
1: before time.
5: Yeah. hmm
2: <laughs>
0: Anything else we missed? Looking around?
2: I, I miss Zerg noodles. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I like to put that one out there again. <laughs> Maybe if I keep saying it enough, it'll come back.
5: You're going to speak them into existence. Well, yeah.
2: Disney does listen to this show. They listen miss, to me.
5: I miss when there wasn't a pandemic. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, me
1: too.
2: <laughs> they send me mail. They send me emails. They listen to me. Okay.
3: Not you. Whatever. Don't flatter yourself. Yeah. Oh, I do have one more. Yes. I definitely think it's worth splurging on Memory Maker if you don't already get that because you're not an annual pass holder or DVC member, etc. I think it's $169, which sounds like a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. But then you get all of your pictures. Um, And I feel like most travel parties have one person that is like designated picture taker and then they never end up being in the pictures and you don't have to be bitter about that. If you just get memory maker, that's true. (laughs) That's true. It is a good
4: deal. I mean, whenever my friend came last year, she ended up like buying her tickets. I told her to call the Disney um, line and see if she could get some kind of deal on some tickets. And, um, they actually talked her into Memory Maker and I was like no I'm a pass holder you don't need it and she didn't know but it was really cool of Disney because they gave her her money back whenever she said that she didn't need it they were like oh sure well you know and they just gave her sent her a refund yeah
0: but then you had to be in all of her pictures didn't you
3: well well your magic band would have had to been tapped
4: I am one of her friends I better be in all of her pictures (laughs) I was part of that trip
0: (laughs) um we did it. We actually did it when we stayed the the time we came down and stayed at Pop Century. We added it, and but we said we're going to add it, but we're going to make sure to put the effort in. If we see PhotoPass cast members, we're taking pictures.
4: Yeah, we did that <laughs> year too, and,
0: and we did. But we got so many pictures from we, that trip. Yeah, and I was really grateful we did. We did it.
3: We did it a lot.
0: Yeah.
5: Yeah, And
3: it's also you only need one person to buy it per party as long as that person's willing to drop box the photos to everyone else. So it can be a lot more cost effective if you split it up amongst people.
0: That's Mm -hmm. true. That's a very good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Awesome.
4: I think that's it.
0: I think that may be it.
4: We covered it.
0: I know that there are people out there who maybe have their thoughts on this, too. We'd love to hear from you. So make sure that you let us know. um, Tweet at us
4: pixie dust phd and, yeah let, let her
2: know let her know, let Jack, <laughs> her jacqueline know. gummy gaming, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, not gaming. where, where
5: <laughs> is the gaming no there's, no. No, gaming. there's um,
0: no gaming no but seriously i you know this is one of those topics i think people have a lot of opinions on so definitely so. jump in on it on on the socials but jacqueline let's remind people where they can find you on social media
3: I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, but I am not on Instagram that much if we're being honest, but it's all at Pixie PhD.
0: That's smart. You got to make sure it's consistent across the platforms. (laughs)
3: Locked it down.
0: We didn't do that. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's very good. Make sure that you check out Jacqueline's YouTube channel. Subscribe. You know, comment, share, like, give her the thumbs up, do all of those things. You're going to get a lot of great information and some enjoyable infotainment.
4: And as someone who doesn't like to spend hours and hours of researching, I can totally appreciate what you're doing. That's amazing, Jacqueline. <laughs> I have 10 minutes an hour uh, that that starts to be something i can't contribute (laughs) to a trip so yeah you put it on
3: 2x also you're talking like five or seven minutes
0: (laughs) that's awesome i like it
3: yeah
0: well this has been a lot of fun jacqueline thanks so much for coming on and thanks again for helping us with our fundraising efforts
3: yeah yeah my pleasure
0: it's been really good to get a chance to put a face with the name and be able to spend some time talking to you i hope we can do it again in the future
3: Yeah, for sure.
0: All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to wrap it up for today. So stick with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the monorail. Thank you again to Jacqueline Pixie Dust PhD. She did a fantastic job on the show today. Such a good time talking to her and I hope you all enjoyed that as well. We're going to wrap it up for the day, but before we head out of here, I just wanted to say a quick thank you to several subscribers on iTunes who recently gave us five-star reviews. They go by the names of Amanda B. Jackson Asian Zing 95, Diamond Digger 304, and Pencheros, which I may have said on a previous podcast. But all of those were reviews, five-star reviews, actually, that we had received in August. And uh, just really appreciate the feedback. Um, It means a lot to hear from you guys, especially to know you're enjoying the show and it just really brings a smile to our face every time we get a new review. So, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Make sure you're telling your friends about the show. Make sure that you are spreading the word. Anytime you see us share a new episode on social media, it means a lot. If you retweet the episode or share it on your Facebook or tell people about it in your Instagram story, whatever it is, it is such a huge help. To get our visibility out there, spread the good word of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. And we just really appreciate you helping us to get in front of more eyes and get into some more ears, as it were. Let's do some plugs because I didn't give a chance to, I didn't give Landon his chance to do his plugs for the week. So I'm going to do them for him. So let me do this. I don't know if I can do it justice, but I'm going to try. L A N D O Z, please go follow me, Landon Doan, I'm the best, Landon Doe, not the rest. I don't know. That's my Landon impression. He wants you to follow him on Twitter at Landoz, and go to his website buttmunchchips.com, for a lot of his great content. He does a wrestling podcast called Nearfall Radio, and he also is on Terrestrial Radio. News Talk eight seven Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m., The Phil Show. He produces it. He chimes in. He brings his hearty laugh and good-natured spirits to the show. <laughs> you can find it on NewsTalk98.7.com and stream it from there if you don't happen to live in the beautiful Knoxville, Tennessee area. Also, Garrett has a YouTube channel. You can follow that. He's at skellagummy on Twitter and the YouTube channel is Skellagummy. As for us, we are the Monday morning monorail podcast. You can visit our website, Podcast.com. on socials. We're at morning monorail, Monday morning monorail everywhere else. We would love for you to join the Monday morning monorail family group on Facebook, where we chat directly with you about the show and all things Disney and off topic things all week long. And don't forget, Tuesday nights, the Parks and Monorail's most magical hour live. We go live for one hour with Frank and Jen from Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz, and you can find that on the Monday Morning Monorail Family on Facebook, but also on the Dillo's Diz YouTube. It's a great time. It's a really fun live show. We love interacting with the people who join the comment box and just letting her hair down for an hour every Tuesday night, eight thirty Eastern on the dot. Make sure you subscribe and be there or be square. Whether we see you on Tuesday night or whether it's right back here next Monday morning, we hope that you are doing well, staying safe, staying healthy. And until next time, have a magical week. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you.